Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with michael lombardi and patrick maher on vsin Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back on a Friday. Remember, Saturday and Sunday, Lombardi Line, get up with us early. We're excited to join you. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We look forward every Friday to a half hour with the Hall of Famer from behind the book there at the South Point, Vinny Maliulo, as he joins us. Michael's got a game that he's had his eye on. I won't give it away. It rhymes with Haxonville. He's going to attack Vinny about that game just coming up in a little bit. But I'm going to start here. You know, it's interesting as the betters get more sophisticated, I feel like you may have had some underliability on a 38 number last night. Is that true? And then you cash the over as the book. Well, first of all, guys, happy Friday. Good to be with you. you too, and buddy. Uh, yeah, uh, unusually, you're typically the public loves to bet overs, right? And a lot of times the uh, uh, the public for the for the majority of the times, the public does bet over because they love points. Uh, again, I, I, I've, I've oftentimes mentioned the fact that, you know, you go to these stadiums or you're watching games on TV and you hear that chant of defense, right? Well, th- those people are lying because they've got a ticket in their pocket uh, or got some action with, uh, with their guy, uh, and, and it, it inevitably involves the over. So, uh, but last night uh, the game uh, did get as low as 38. Pretty balanced action overall on the side. Uh, but, uh, uh, of course, uh, it did cash uh, – in the fourth quarter uh, to the over. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, was, it was kind of a wash last night. Uh, what he did, though, was uh, teasers were off and running. We oftentimes talk <laughs> about, uh, guys, that the Thursday night game gets teasers yeah. off and running. Of course, uh, uh, Steeler teasers, uh, they, they did not do uh, well with that, uh, that, uh, that debacle uh, at the end. So, uh, yeah, Browns teasers cashed, Steelers did not. Yeah, and I could see you all sitting back there, you, Chrissy Andrews, everybody, Jimmy, you know, having your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, laughing that the Steeler teaser that people put with a bunch of these other games are now free money for the book. Am I right or wrong, Vinny? Well, I never laugh at them, you know, Michael. I mean, uh, <laughs> now, I'm, I laugh I'm not going to, you know, as Patrick will, 
as Patrick will point out, he'll he'll talk about my uh, my wry smile and uh, my smirk, as he calls it, and everything. Meanwhile, you look at him right now, and he looks like the the cat that ate the canary. But <laughs> yeah. you, you, I mean, you, I laugh you know. at the teasers. I don't get the teasers. I don't, Vinny. I don't. I think it's too hard. It's just too. I mean, I think the survivor contest is hard, and I think the teasers are hard. I think picking games are hard. But then you add this. You know, it, I guess I was. You know, it, it just to me it seems too when something seems too easy like oh the Steelers are you know like for me the idiot that I was last week oh Mike Vrabel's not going to lose 10 points to the to the Bills that's too easy okay yeah tease that up to 16 and a half see how that worked out for you well you know Michael you bring up a a a point that's important and and it leads into something that you you want to pay attention to as a better uh we certainly are starting to pay more attention to it on our side of the counter it's in-game adjustments. So you you look at you know what do professional betters? Uh, how do they approach uh, the NFL? Let's start. Just look at the NFL while we're talking about the NFL. Well, they make their numbers. They look at you know what we post and, uh, on on Monday morning, and you know if they see something they like or disagree with, then then they'll make plays. They'll monitor the action during the course of the week. Uh, and then they'll wait for the inactives. And we'll get into that in a little bit because I think that's going to impact some of the uh, topics we're going to talk about, some of these games we're going to talk about. But also paying attention to coaches that can, that can make in-game adjustments. Um, last night, I think you also pay attention to coaches that don't make in-game adjustments. And I think uh, an example of that last night, which impacted, you know, I think it, I think it had an impact uh, on the outcome of the game, although it was you know a little freaky at the end there. Uh, the worst thing that if if you had the Steelers last night, particularly in a teaser, uh, you know the last thing you wanted to see was that review at the end of the game. You were hoping that the the Browns made that first down and the game they were just going to take a knee and it was going to be over. But when yeah. when I, my point about in-game adjustments on coaching staff, the Steelers really had a, a good first half. And everybody today, I'm hearing about you know Mitchell Trubisky and things like that. And I'm not saying that Mitchell Trubisky is one of the top flight quarterbacks in the league, but I think you have to start looking at at, at the offensive court, Canada, right? I mean, I don't think what what was why what why were things so different from a, a an offensive philosophy standpoint in the second half compared to the first half? So I think those are some of the things, too, that you want to take away and you want to start evaluating uh, when, when you're looking at these games. Well, maybe you can answer that, Michael. Then we'll move on to your line of the week. Do well, you want to answer the I, Canada? I think, Vinny, I think Vinny raised a great question. But I, I, this falls right into there's some teams that are 50-minute teams, 55. They ran, there's, they ran out of stuff to run, especially offensively. They had nothing left in them. Like that that's what happens when you're limited by the quarterback. You 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 can game plan success for a half, but eventually the other team figures it out. And, you know, I thought that the way Pittsburgh was playing them defensively, that Stefanski was very quick to react. That's why we saw a bunch of those easy throws to to Njoku. But defensively, you know, there was nothing more they could do. They tried boots, they tried all these throws that there's they they're limited so much that it's not a question of adjustments. It's a hindrance by the quarterback. I think Vinny Race is a great point there, and that's why I categorize teams like Houston. They're a 50-minute team. Pittsburgh's a 50-minute team. They'll play hard for 60. They just don't have enough gas in the tank to go 60 and be competitive. 
Okay, part of your... I'll call it the Friday grab bag. You can come up with a name that you prefer, Michael. But part of that Friday grab bag article is you pick out a line that confounds you. And that's available for VEASAN Pro subscribers right now, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. So go ahead and run with this and run it by Vinny. There's a line that is confounding you right now. Well, I think Jacksonville's a really good team. And I think Jacksonville is, is the best team in the AFC South after two games. Uh, their offense is much improved, Vinny. I think that all the stuff from last year, you have to throw it out the window. I think this defensive front's really problematic. The Chargers enter the game with a quarterback who's coming off, who's going to have, you know, he's he's got rib cartilage problems. So yes, they can they can put him in a in a harness and do all that and protect, and they can inject him for painkiller. But how effectively will he play? Plus. Two offensive linemen, the starting right tackle Pipkins and the center Lindsey, they could potentially be playing but be playing hurt. I thought seven was a little too much. I thought it was a little too high. I like the Chargers. I thought it was a little too high. The Chargers, I, uh, I worry about the, the Jags blocking the Chargers front. I do because that's the one weakness. But Lawrence is playing better. They can run the football. You know, I just thought it was – I think this line will come to six and a half before it's all said and done. You, you may be right, Michael, and maybe even lower. I think the uh, everything is going to hinge on uh, on, Her- uh, on Herbert, right? What his official status is, is going to be. I mean, we know he's not going to be 100%, right? When you look at this game, uh, for, my power ratings have just on uh, – let's and, and power ratings are always based on a neutral field, right? So it really comes to – uh, the Chargers as an eight-point favorite. Well, now what do you factor in? You factor in the injuries. Home field, again, home field, particularly in recent years in the NFL, has not been as big a factor, but particularly in a lot of places. Jacksonville has not had a particularly good home field advantage. In fact, it's probably it's negligible. To, but the advantage is they're sleeping in their beds, right? And here you have you know, the Chargers that have to travel. Injuries, for sure, particularly to Herbert. So you may be right. I think once we see the inactives come out for this game, then you're going to see – uh, uh, something, you know, there, there'll be more movement on this game in all likelihood. But don't forget, too, seven, the second most important number in the NFL after three. And again, it takes a bit more to move off of that seven than, uh, than let's say, a six or an eight. But uh, you, you may very well be right here that, uh, uh, that this game will come down and uh, the, the Jags uh, will be, even though the Chargers are at home, too. But now, but to, to, you talk about another team that's really not had a home field advantage, right? In this whole right. transition from San Diego, uh, it, you know. Right. But we did take into consideration uh, these these injuries, which is why this game uh, is not. Uh, we didn't go from eight to say nine. Uh, we opened at seven and waiting to see what happens. But I have to be honest with you. Uh, neither of these teams has a home field advantage. Uh, Chargers sleeping in their bed is is the advantage, and the reverse. If, if it was going to Jacksonville, they would be going cross country. Now Jacksonville's coming cross country, so uh, easier for the Chargers. You'll you'll you may see it come down. You may see it go up, Michael. Too if if it's you know reported, hey Herbert's a, a go a for sure, and he looks good in pregame, and and that word gets out, then you know what the the reverse might happen, and you might see it uptick. Benny, the only thing I will say, though, all week long, there's been no money coming in on, on the Chargers on the board that I look at, right? So on Monday, the 18% of the money that was coming in was on the Chargers. Then it went down to seven. Then it's six, and now it's back up. And Jacksonville has has only has 55% of the tickets on my board, and they've got 95% of the money. 
and yet the line's not moving. So, so something's going on here because I think they're waiting to see, as you said, will Herbert play, and then they'll move the line. If he does, if he does play, they got to keep it where it is because all of a sudden people start betting it. That's just my read on it. You're the you're the handicapper. You're the Hall of Famer. I'm just a novice over here. Well, listen, uh, you know what? Uh, you, you know, even Hall of Famers have to. You, you got to pay attention to the most important thing. What's uh, what's happening at the window? What's happening on the phones, especially, right? So. Um, the interesting thing about, do we pay attention to ticket count? Absolutely. But, but again, sometimes that could be a little deceiving. Let's say there's ticket count. You could have a hundred tickets and you could have 90 tickets on one side, but the 10 tickets on the other side may balance out what the, what the action is in terms of the handle may even, may, maybe even, uh, be more so. So, um, Different factors uh, that come into play. You know, we're certainly booking the faces. Booking the faces meaning, you know, who's a, who's a novice, uh, who's a casual player, and who's a professional. But at the end of the day, I can tell you this. Pros are – everybody, though, even even casual bettors today, they're, they're more in tune with what's happening and what to look at. And people are, today are paying more attention to injuries and to uh, the inactives, for sure. We're coming back with Vinny next here at Lombardi Line. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay. Vinny Maliulo was just bragging to me that he's become a VSEN pro. So what are you waiting on? Make some money this football season. You get full access to everything we do, including the grab bag. I talked about from Michael Lombardi, his exclusive articles, point spread weekly. You get the college and pro football betting guides, picks at a glance, the pro tips, 20 a day. They're archived every single day. 24-7 video, the pro tools, including the betting splits. Be like Vinny Maliulo. He's a Hall of Famer, and he signed up to become a VEASAN pro. As we welcome you back here, Lombardi Line, Michael Lombardi. You know, the only reason I was smiling, uh, Vinny Maliulo, from behind the book there at the South Point, is when Michael <laughs> laid out the scenario, he kind of nailed it. You boys sitting in the back, Chris Andrews <laughs> b- bitching about the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
You eating your once a day peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which your wife cuts off the crust. I mean, he, he kind of nailed it all there. Vinny. No, no, I'm sorry. no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on. No, no. I like the crust. By the way, it's on whole wheat, and and it's spread to the ends. Like there's not just this glob in the middle. There's a there's a there's a science to the PB and J. Let's I let's understand it. I this. I love it. Okay? I love it. But g- give me all that. He's just saying that. Give me all that teaser money. Give it all to me. And then, how good of a weekend is it? I mean, they're liable to go to Michael's tonight because that Steeler teaser money just killed a zillion of these things already. I mean, that's money in the bank. I mean, it's already done, right? Well, we'll have to wait till after Monday night's game, but uh, for Michael's, maybe t- we'll see how everything goes. Maybe Tuesday night. <laughs> but you know, in, in all seriousness, guys, I, I tell you, and you know, Patrick, you did the read, and it, it kind of uh, about you know the the Visa betting guide and things that we're talking about. The the reality is that folks are much more in tune with what to pay inten- attention to now That's than right. ever before. I mean, yeah. just like we, you know, at the end of our, our previous segment, you know, when, when folks can tune in, and again, the folks have gotten much more educated since VSIN came on the air five and a half years ago. Seriously, but again, it's not telling people what to do. It's information for people to decide what they want to do. But at the end of the right. day, you make your own decisions. You know, every day somebody comes up and they say, hey, Vinny, who should I bet on tonight? I mean, who do you like? Who do you do? Your, do, do a little bit of research. Listen to what we're talking about and make your own decision because it's your money. But people are making much more educated decisions today because the information is here on our network. Yeah, I mean, I say you're an investor, not a better. Once you become a VEASAN pro, you graduate from being a better to an investor. And you kind of have to change that mindset. And we Mm -hmm. are happy that you signed up, Vinny, no doubt. Um, Quickly, just to circle back, Michael Lombardi. So if the number, and by the way, I saw Herbert and it looked like he was throwing well yesterday. We shall see come Sunday. But just to reiterate, your number on that Jacksonville Charger game is what? What's the Lombardi line? I have this as a, as a 1.5 game. I mean, I power ranked, I have power ranked Jacksonville really well based on the two games, based on the quarterback play. I threw out the numbers from last year. Look, they have dominant up front. They have created some issues with their front, you know, with the way that Josh Allen's playing defensive end, Josh Allen and the Tra- Travion Walker. I mean, they're good. They're, they're a good team, you know, that, that they got to grow up. Understanding you got to grow up. I mean, they didn't grow up in Washington. They had a chance to win that game. Peterson went for it on fourth down. But I think they're I think they're the best team in the AFC South. I don't I don't know a team that's better than them, Vinny. I'm shocked you're not getting a lot of action on them to win the South. Well, a little bit of money came in uh, future-wise, Michael. But again, I think people also realize that you know here we are uh, going into you know uh, week three here, and there are teams that really are, are, are extending. It's almost an extension of the preseason. When you look at some of these teams, they're just not hit their stride. And once again, who's one of those teams? It's the Colts, right? Yeah. The Colts are an absolute mystery. I mean, let's face it. Don't we think the Colts are better than what they've shown so far? There's no question about that. But clearly, clearly the Colts are trying to figure things out with a new quarterback especially. So um, I, I just think that what we're going to see is at some point, if we're having this same conversation in a month, uh, then obviously, then, you know, sure. I mean, we figured that uh, Jacksonville would be better based on, uh, you know, the fact that they had last year, 
uh, yeah, they've got, uh, you know, the, the draft that they had, some free agent signings as well. They figured to be better than a year ago. Uh, so Houston, Houston, does anybody play harder for their coach than, than the Texans? I don't know. I mean, you talk about, you know, guys that go out there and battle and, and, and just continue to play hard. They do the same thing. But I think the Colts in particular are really still trying to figure things out. And when you, you know, when we put our power ratings together and make our adjustments, we realize they've underachieved so far, but that's on them. If we're having this same conversation in a month and then they're chasing a playoff spot in the second half of the year, well, then, you know what? Then we, uh, we overrated them, and that, that happens sometime. We've got three college games on tap, including how about Stephen Bond's Orangemen, Syracuse, the Fighting Babers. Dino's starting to cook mm. there. Uh, yeah. Syracuse is laying nine and a half, hosting a wow. two and one Virginia team. How about Syracuse three and zero here, Vinny? Yeah, and Dino Babers, one of my all time favorites. Remember a few years ago when uh, they had that big upset win, and uh, he was referring Clemson. to all of us uh, out. <laughs> yeah, it was against Clemson, and he said. He, he talked about us bookies, you know, making them such big underdogs. And he said, I can't blame him. It's not their fault. I love it. It's one of my all time favorite Dino Babers episodes. It's not their fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's not your fault. They, they have, uh, they have uh, uh, actually, you know, uh, flipped the, the script a bit here, the betters, uh, in, that, in terms of uh, support. Right now, uh, Syracuse is a nine and a half point favorite here at the South Point off the ten and a half point opener. So they did take the uh, ten and a half and ten with Virginia. I suspect though that we'll probably see some Syracuse money as we get closer. This is a prime time game, and uh, I think we'll see uh, some Syracuse money come in for this one. Uh, but right now, uh, more Virginia money so far. And uh, this one, they're betting over. Uh, this one uh, did open at uh, 53 here, actually opened uh, uh, lower in some spots, and now we're sitting at 54. You know, it's funny, too, because the Syracuse offensive coordinator was the offensive coordinator of Virginia last year, which gives Syracuse a huge advantage. And Syracuse offense, Patrick, I thought they played really well. You know, they made that great co- – I mean, that throw they made at the end of the game was ridiculous. To, was ridiculous. I mean, it was sensational – that he was able to put that in there. I thought that game was was never going to happen, and, and yet they were able to win it. It was an incredible throw and catch, and, and they kept great poise on that drive. You know, I kept thinking the game was going to be over, and it wasn't. So hats off to them. I want to ask you about Notre Dame, uh, North Carolina, Vinny. Like, how did you open it, and where is the money? Right now, uh, Michael, this, uh, this, the thing about this game uh, is North Carolina – we opened the game pick them. I mean, you know, you talk about a team that's been uh, – been a surprise, I think, to a lot of folks, and that's uh, that's Notre Dame. I mean, they did uh, have to. Uh, I don't want to say they quite escaped last week, but uh, they got away. Uh, they got away. By the way, and then that, of course, the knee down. That would have been uh, uh, the difference in uh, that was the difference in them covering or not covering at the end of the game. Uh, but this game opened at Pickham, uh, North Carolina, getting the money here. Uh, they laid the uh, they uh, they laid pick. They we went to one. Uh, they laid one. We're at one and a half. So right now, uh, all about North Carolina. And uh, totals holding steady pretty much at 55 and a half. But uh, I think uh, North Carolina uh, uh, is going to continue to get supported in this game. We're probably going to need Notre Dame. You know, we have public teams we always talk about in pros. uh, And uh, Notre Dame has been a public team for for a long time in college. But that's uh, starting to shift now because people are uh, realizing, let's face it, they're just – uh, they're just not not as good as uh, as, uh, some of the folks in the preseason uh, had them. 
Uh, I think we had them. Uh, I think we had them rated pretty uh, pretty well. But uh, this is a time where uh, I think they're getting a little bit exposed. And it appears that Notre Dame hired Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach. <laughs> little, he might be your boy. Your boy, boy might be a little overmatched there in South Bend. Uh, we shall see. How about? Are you sitting Clemson seven at Wake? Yeah, this one. This one's going to be a pretty good game, I think. And uh, I think that uh, we did open Clemson as six and a half point favorites. Patrick, uh, they did lay it and uh, go to seven here. I think. Uh, I think we'll see uh, some pretty good uh, two way action on this game. I think we'll see. Uh, both this this will be one of the the the, the hev- more heavier bet games of the weekend. I'm, I got to tell you, I'm a little surprised too. This is like the third week in a row where we've seen the real strong teams, right? The the Bamas, the Georgias uh, of the world, because it's those two pretty much uh, uh, and uh, and Ohio State. But these 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 weak schedules are not doing these teams yeah. uh, any favor uh, in 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 the long run. I mean, we always we always had that one game. Uh, that uh, you know that was uh, against a non-conference forward of huge favorites, but uh, two and three weeks in a row. I, I don't know. I mean, all all that does is give them style points. It hasn't done anything really to uh, to change their power rating much. Yeah, and, and it makes it hard, Vinny. Kent State's going to go down to play Georgia, right? Kent State's got a really yeah. good team. They've got a really good coach, and they got a chance yeah. to win the MAC. And they go down there, and they're going to get slaughtered, you know. And what is Georgia going to get out of the game? Like, what does Georgia get out of playing that? I mean, if you're going to make a donation to Kent State, why don't you send a check? Those poor kids got to go through it all. Yeah, no, I agree, and I, I'd rather see much more competitive because it's better for business too to be honest with you guys these games are not really getting a whole lot of play you would think that you know there would be a lot of support say for the favorites for the powerhouses not seeing it not in these last few weeks experts at visa none better than Vinny. we just took a deep dive we're back you're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, we talked about the sweepstakes, Santa Anita and Express Bet earlier today. Well, First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize includes airfare, hotel, tickets to the races, plus $1,000 in betting vouchers. Remember, you can also bring a friend. Head over to vcin.com slash horses to register. That's vcin.com slash horses to register right now. As we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. Oh, look what just popped up in my email. Michael Lombardi's lines for the week. Of course, we juxtapose his with the market every Sunday here on the Lombardi line. Uh, I don't know if you heard it as we welcome you back, Michael. I don't know if you heard what Jerry Jones said, but it looks like there's mm-hmm. a Cooper Rush Dak Prescott Um, situation boiling in Dallas. Uh, He said, Jerry, well, there's going to be a quarterback competition when Dak comes back. If Cooper keeps winning, that will be a competition. Just so you know, McCarthy came back and came out today and said, there is no competition. Dak's our starter when he's healthy. Why don't we start with, of course, Jerry's always interesting, but why don't we start with what you're hearing about Dak and his potential uh, timeframe as far as a return? I I mean, I think it is ahead of schedule. From what I'm told, he's throwing already. And he can pressure with that thumb. And to me, that's always the key is if he can pressure the ball with the thumb and he's not going to lose the ball at a moment's notice, you know, then, then he's moving well ahead of schedule. And I love what I love what Martindale said about him. Well, sure, Cooper Rush, you know, he looks really good on offense. You know, he's moving the ball. And, you know, pretty soon at 30, he'll be an offensive coordinator. By 38, he'll be a head coach. I mean, we oh, know gosh, the trajectory on that one, you know? Yeah. 
which I think I think what Mr. Martindale was making fun of was was that that he can't even get a sniff on an interview, and all he does is coach the hell out of the defense. But look, I I think it's interesting. This game is one of three, Patrick, that is in the contest a pick'em. Uh, and you don't see that very often because remember the contest for any of us listening to the show, this, and I'm talking specifically the circuit contest, it's kind of a, a snapshot of where they think the line is going to go, not necessarily where they think it is today. Like, for example, you know, they have, I believe they have Cincinnati as a six point favorite against the Jets, and there's some five and a halfs out there all over the place, right? So. You know they'll 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 they have this the Patriots is a two and a half not three where there's some threes out there and you know it's it's moved around so that's interesting that they have three that are this way and and I think this one frankly on my power rankings I have Dallas as the better team than the Giants and I know that's horrible to say since the Giants are undefeated and on their way to the Super Bowl but you know I think the Cowboys offensive I mean the defensive front of the Cowboys can create some problems and. I think the Cowboys' offense will run the ball. You know, without Leonard Williams inside, the strength of this team is their ability to play the run. And and they and without Leonard Williams in there, that I think that will affect them. So, look, that last week they got their offense going a little bit. They only turned the ball over once. I mean, one thing about the Cowboys now, they won last week. They didn't create a turnover with their defense. I think this week they will. Well, first off, that's going to be super odd when the Eagles play the Giants in the Super Bowl because those are the two. I digress. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Okay, so Dallas, remember, this is Monday night. Dallas at the Giants, and this number is sitting one. You mentioned Circa Millions. They've got to pick them. So it looks like Circa is expecting the number to head to Dallas a little bit. Uh, your number favors the Cowboys with the Giants right now sitting on the board as a point favorite. Yeah, my number does. And and I think that, you know, because I think the Cowboys with their running game, if they can get that thing going, you know, Rush didn't play bad last week. I mean, you know, he was 25 of 44, 26 of 44. He didn't throw the ball down the field. It was 6.8 yards per attempt, but it was a hell of a lot better than what Prescott did in week one. So I thought he was, at least he came in there. He was able to, you know, have a game-winning drive in a sense that he brought him back there to kick that field goal to win the game, that gives you some sense of confidence. Now, Jerry's, you know, Jerry's just trying to make himself get a draft pick or do whatever he can do, but Rush will manage the game. I like what McCarthy said last week about, we're going to manage this game, and he did it. And their defense is good enough to carry them through this if they don't turn the ball over. And so I'm not sure. The Giants have to play their way. They got to not turn the ball over. They got to stop the run, and they got to limit Daniel Jones from making a mistake. And I think this game has a propensity for Daniel Jones to make a mistake. Dallas is nine and one straight up. Their last ten against the Giants. Remember, it felt like every single season started with Giants Cowboys on Sunday night. Remember, it was like yeah. five years in a row where we got that game, and you're just like, "Come on, enough of this one." Um, Let's go back to the Giants. We spent a little time with Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. I still don't. The idea of Daniel Jones and that marriage with Dayball, it does still seem tenuous, no? Oh, of course it is. I mean, look, the guy's averaging 6.6 yards per attempt, you know, and give him credit here. You know, he's in the last, he's had a fourth quarter comeback and he's had two game winning drives. Give him credit for that, right? Brought him back at Tennessee, even though Tennessee misses the field goal, you know, at the end of the game, and brought him back last week against the Panthers, and they kicked the field goal, and they knew. But 
Dallas has got to stop Barkley. I mean, that's the key. Barkley's averaging six one a carry in the game in the season so far. He's been dynamic, and so they've got to stop him, and they've got to make him make Daniel Jones play faster on third down. This is where the Panthers messed up. The Panthers had him in 18 third downs last week. They were six for 18 in third down, you know, and the Cowboys have to do a better job offensively of staying out of third down. Believe this or not, I know this is going to shock you, but the Giants are the best third down defense in football, partly because of the way Martindale coaches, the way he attacks their defense. And if they if they're able to do that and keep Dallas off the field, that gives the that keeps the game tight, because the Giants are twenty seventh on third down, converting third downs. They're just not very good. They're not going to be very good at it all year because Daniel Jones isn't good on that down. I didn't see the Wink comment, but that is brilliant. Just to reiterate, what Wink Martindale, who's the defensive coordinator there with the Giants, longtime defensive coordinator with the Ravens, what he's saying is Garrett. And now on to what's the kid from Boise, Kellen Moore. That's oh, calling Moore. plays. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's clowning around the fact that those kids, because they're in Dallas and they have cachet, they move up quickly. Where Wink's been calling great defenses for years and can't get a lick as far as a head coaching can't interview. Get a, can't even get an interview. I mean, it's like it's a, it's ridiculous. You know, they they and and he was with Joe Douglas at Baltimore. Joe Douglas didn't even interview him for the Jet job. And who's the better defensive coach? Put his landscape, put his career up against Salai's. I mean, who's the better defense? But again, marketability is matter. Remember, it's election, not selection. The quickly, just because these injuries are adding up, you see what's happening yeah. in Orchard Park here with the Bills. Yeah. I, I just wanted to mention uh, McDermott ruled out Dane Jackson, a cornerback, uh, the safety, Micah Hyde, excuse me. Uh, oh, Jordan Phillips as well. And it looks like Jordan Poyer could miss, of course. If they're going to miss. He uh, ruled them Oliver. all out. And yeah, I don't know I mean, if they're... Ed Oliver's going to play. I mean, so now they're down Jordan Phillips and they're down Ed Oliver. I mean, that's that's got to be concerning if you're them going in there, especially going down to the heat and humidity where you want to have all your guys. You don't want to go in there with a, you know, you want to have your depth in the defensive front. I mean, Jordan Phillips is supposed to be a rotational defensive lineman, not the starter, but he got the, he got the play because of Oliver's injury. And now he gets hurt. So... You know, this really favor, and again, it favors you in a heat and humidity game down there. This is going to have to be, I mean, look, I think this will be one of those where maybe this will just be a high scoring game and they're just going to have to try to play it that way and see what happens. But they got to do a good job of taking away, they've got to take away the big play element of the, of the Miami offense that goes through Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Steven points out Gabe Davis still dealing with an ankle. He said he's going to play though. He, he is going to play. He's going to okay. play. He said he's one thousand percent sure he's going to play. We'll see. Okay, I point that out because Buffalo's at Miami. Just to quickly set up the number here, the injuries. Wow, that's a huge list that McDermott just listed, and this number is sitting five. Buffalo laying it at Miami. Buffalo is that team right now. Look, you you talked about the Allen tax. There is just after what they did to Tennessee. There is going to be, that's going to be built into the number, baked into the number, but they are just going to be favored the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, I don't know if they'll be favored. I'm sure that maybe it'll be a pick them in Kansas City in a couple of weeks, but they're going to be favored in almost every single game. And the number is always going to be baked in. Now, this injury really makes it hard, but Miami has their share of injuries. Is Xavier Howard going to play? That's concerning. Because if Xavier Howard doesn't play, all of a sudden this secondary, which is not a great man to man with the exception of Howard, becomes lesser. You know, can he play? Armstead, the left tackle, is he going to play? That's Von Miller. Can he block over there? What's going to happen? How's that all going to work out? So there's. I think this is a game 
where a lot of things are going to have to be determined on Sunday, and I think that's going to determine where this line goes for sure. You know, Stephen brings this up, and we will do this at some point, just circling back to the D.C. there with the Giants, Wink Martindale, who left Baltimore because they brought in the young kid, McDonald, from Michigan, friend of the Harbaugh family. Well, the reason they fell apart in the second half in the fourth quarter was because of the defense. I just I don't understand the move there at D.C. with the Ravens. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I think they wanted to get back. I think I think Harbaugh, even though Harbaugh and, and Martindale have gone back for a long time, Martindale worked for his dad, Jack, at Western Kentucky. So I, I think they're probably, you know, after a certain amount of time, I think there was probably some resentment and, you know, wanted a fresh start on defense, maybe not be as aggressive, you know, but I think Baltimore thinks they're really good talent-wise on defense. I'm not sure that's the case. Okay, we touched on it with Vinny. Your number, Jacksonville at the Chargers, is fascinating. And again, we like to compare the Lombardi line with the market, and we're going to do that next here on a Friday edition of the Lombardi line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's the spirit of Vegas. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the reward program. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program. So here's what you do you sign up over at betmgm.com or on the app. And when you do, every time you place a wager, you get points. You can use those points for free bets. You can use those points for hotel, dining, shows. It's just a great deal. It's like your credit card. You get points every time you place a wager. 21 years or older, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, we got you back here, Lombardi Line, on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, he's Michael Lombardi. So part of your grab bag on Friday for VSIN Pro members is you pick out a line of the week, and we've been harping on it, but I think it's important because I don't know if in the years that I've worked with you, we've seen a discrepancy like this. Again, it's Jacksonville at the Chargers. The Chargers are laying seven right now. Your number is closer to Chargers a point and a half favorite. 
this 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 is a huge discrepancy. We don't generally see this in the numbers, Michael. Well, I mean, it's early in the season, so there is a margin for error. So I caution everybody on that. But I would say this: Look, Jacksonville's numbers defensively have been outstanding, right? They're fifth in the league in points uh, allowed, right? They've created six turnovers in two games. I mean, six in two games, three in the, each of the last two games. They can rush the passer. They lead the league in interceptions, right? So that they don't turn the ball over. They've only had one turnover in two games. They've been able to run the football more effectively. I mean, I think that was the key to last week. They should have beaten Washington. I mean, they should have beaten Washington in that game. I mean, Washington really didn't do, you know, Washington, missed, they missed a field goal. They turned down a field goal, and Washington wins by six. So, you know, and they tried to go for it on a two-point play, and they didn't get it. So they just gave away essentially seven points right there. I, I think they played much. Last week was so impressive, Patrick. The game was over with seven minutes to go in the first quarter against the Colts. It was over. They had dominated that game. Now, they're athletic up front. Their pass rush is good, you know, and I think Mike Caldwell's done a nice job of, of taking the Todd Bowles scheme and incorporating. I think, the Jack, I think the Chargers are a really good team, too. Like, they're really good as well. However, I think with the injuries and the uncertainty in the offensive line, I think that lends itself to where the Chargers may be, you know, vulnerable at this point, especially as that line's at seven. It's day-to-day. Feeling more comfortable is the quote from Herbert. Expectations he's going to play. Look, if he went out there in that game when he was literally couldn't even hold himself up at times, he's going to play with the extra rest here. Uh, But let's circle back to Jacksonville. Watching the game, what you saw is kind of an emergence of Trevor Lawrence as well. Very safe with the ball, but he was 25 of 30, two touchdowns, no picks, close to an average of eight. I mean, Lawrence just looks more comfortable. Yeah, he, he's been coached. He's got details. He knows, hey, if they do this, here's where we're going with the football. Here's how we're going to handle that. Here's how we're treating this. And his skill sets take it over. And I think the ATN uh, addition this year, having him in there, you know, ATN average is almost 5-2 five, five a carry. Ha- having Robinson, who's a really good player, you know, who can run the football. And then, you know, when you look at Kirk's been really good. I mean, Kirk has gotten targeted 18 times, and he's got 12 catches. That's a 66.7%. So that's good. And Ingram, they're using in that tight end role. So I like what they're doing. I really do. I think that they've been able to kind of get their offense and an identity of who they are. And I, I think that certainly helps. And I've been monitoring the money all week. No one's betting the Chargers, Patrick. It's kind of surprising. I mean, they have very little money on them at that number. Very little money. 9% this morning when I woke up, 9% of the money is in on the Chargers. Now, what else thing I like is I like the fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars are a low-ticket, high-volume, high-money team. 55% of the tickets, but they've got 95% of the money. For you visual learners, let's go ahead, Stephen, and throw it up. I got your text. Let's go ahead and throw up the Lombardi line, Chargers, Jags. This is what we do on Sundays here on the Lombardi line for Nesson and Marquee and Masson all over, VEASAN. Of course, just to take a look for the visual learners, there's a discrepancy. Um, so, again, it's early in the season. Like Michael said, there's room for error, but that's his true number. His number is one and a half right now. And, yeah, I again, be, I, I – Go, I would be shocked. That's why I asked Vinny. I, I would be shocked if this number doesn't slide down to, if it doesn't slide down to, uh, to more of a six and a half. I, I would be surprised. I don't think it'll go over set. I don't think it'll go over that number. 
but it's a game that I think that it certainly has the potential that that Jacksonville is really one of those teams that that is being looked at. I mean, again, I'm looking at the board here again, 61% of the tickets, 91% of the money as of right now. And yet that line, that line which was going to open up, I think it was going to open up at 11. Now, I'm seeing some six and a halfs out there now. I think that's where it's going to go. If you like the if you like the the Jags take the 7, if you like the Chargers, if you like the Chargers, wait and get the six and a half. Yeah, I think that's an important point that what you just said there is a great place to put a bow on it. If you do like the Jacksonville Jaguars, you can find a seven right now, but the juice is pointing to six and a half. The number is moving down. So if you like the Chargers and you want to lay the wood, wait on it, you'll probably get a six and a half. You might even get a six by the time we kick that off just because the inordinate uh, percentages there. Um, just quickly before we get out of here, kind of bring it full circle to where we started. Remember, we told you that 21 years ago, Tom Brady started to rewrite history. Mo Lewis crushes Drew Bledsoe. That was 21 years ago. Also today, 73rd birthday for Michael's boy, Bruce Springsteen. Now, I did mention at the end of yesterday's show, we've got a huge, that late window coming up on Sunday, Green Bay at Tampa Bay. That number, a pick'em, Tampa Bay lane one. Tom Brady came out today and said he's got to do a better job letting his emotions get the best of him. You're good friends with him. I just happened to mention at the end of yesterday's show, you should write out and see how he's doing with the fam. Did you actually reach out to Tom? No, I did not. And I'm going to leave okay. that one alone. But I do think that it's interesting. And I wrote about this today. This, uh, As you said yesterday, I mean, this number at 42, you got two blue chip quarterbacks. I mean, has there ever yep. been a game in the in the in in this century with the, with the rules helping passing games where the number's 42? I mean, 42 number, that makes the game, what, a 23-20 game? And they hit the over? That's pretty low scoring. But I think it's a tribute to the defenses. And I think it's a tribute to what Tampa's done defensively. Now, can Green Bay stop the run? That's going to be the key. Can Green Bay – they didn't stop the run last week, but can they stop it this week? And what receivers take a giant mother-may-I step forward? You know – I, I don't know if Julio's going to play. It doesn't sound like it. You know, Godwin's probably not going to play. Will Col- will they activate Cole Beasley? We shall see. Evans, of course, is out with the suspension. But what Michael's referring to, and these these two teams, when they play, they've traditionally gone to the over over the last five, seven games. This Green Bay-Tampa Bay matchup opened 47 and a half. It's down to 42 at most shops and a couple of 41 and a halves starting to post. So that number continues to come down. I'm a little surprised by it. Now it is going to be hot. It is going to be humid uh, down in Tampa Bay. Maybe there's something to that. Yeah. And I think, that, you know, I mean, look, we know this, I mean, uh, he could come out and play great, but Rogers typically has struggled in the state of Florida, you know, the heat, the humidity, all that. And and then where are they with their offensive line, Patrick? I think that's a concern too. Bakari's not going to play, you know, I mean, they've got a bunch of injuries that they're hurting themselves with as well. Now, you can beat the Bears with those injuries. Hard to beat the Bucks, especially the Bucks in Tampa with the crowd noise and that defensive front, the way they're playing with Vita Vey, with with all that with 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 Shaq Barrett and those guys. They're fast up front, and their corners have played really well. Jamal Dean and Carlton Davis have played really well, and they they're going to just clamp up on these Green Bay receivers and prove and make it hard for Rodgers to have to throw the ball into very tight windows. I want it to work out for Todd Bowles the second time around. A little PSA for Bruce Arians. Get the hell off the field, bro. Yeah. Like, 
What are you Please. doing? Go ha- go have a cocktail. Yeah, I, I'm well, sure. I mean, you're, it's you're, funny. You I mean, know, we said that. What is he we doing? We said it on the GM shuffle. Like they said, well, they didn't provide a box for us. Well, I've never the the, the visiting general manager doesn't get a box. The visiting owner gets one, not the visiting general manager. You sit in the press box. There used to be a time where Al Davis sat in the press box. He was so loud and he was cursing half all the time that they had to move him back to the owner's booth. But you know that's usually what happens. You sit in the you sit in the you sit in the press box. Did Al Davis have a favorite curse? Did he have a favorite curse word? Yeah, it begins with an F and it ends with a a K. Okay, and it would have been and it could and it could have been used in any sentence he liked. I mean, it was it it could be a verb, it could have been a noun, it could have been an adjective. He could have. (laughs) It was very versatile in everything he did. (laughs) What were you gonna say? No, I just say it. I, I, I mean, you, you know, off. I mean, I, I, I mean, I've heard it so many times. I hear it in my sleep. Sometimes I roll over and hear it. Okay, so I have one more because we've never asked you this in years. It is Bruce's seventy third birthday. What is your favorite album of his? Uh, it would be Darkness on the Edge of Town. It would be the Darkness album. You know, it's a, there's a lot of deep meaning in that album. A lot that resonates even today. Even though I was seventeen years old when it comes out, there's a lot to it. You know what I like to do when I'm feeling emo? I like to put in Nebraska. I love Nebraska, but I love Nebraska with the band. I don't like it's the solo. I love, there's so many great songs. Johnny 99, you know they closed that auto plant in Mawa late last night. You know that, Patrick. Big Bets is next. We'll see you tomorrow morning here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.